People are my passion, and this podcast is about just that. Life, love, careers, relationships, the ups, the downs, the funny, and sometimes not so funny things that happen along the way. I think that everyone has a story to tell, and I want to hear it. So join me weekly as I sit down with everyday people from all walks of life to find out what makes them tick. You are listening to Bright Minds with Ashmon. Everybody, welcome back to Bright Minds with Ashmont. I am Ashley Bright. Okay, I know I did this last time and I cannot do it every time, but I have to say again, thank you. Thank you. Um, I have just had so much love and so much support and it's just been absolutely incredible and it feels so good and I really just appreciate everyone so much. All right, this is episode two, and this next guest is my bestie's husband, who I've known for about 12 years. I love this couple hard. They are just so kind, welcoming, funny, and honestly, they're just super fun. Um, As previously mentioned in my episode with Tabitha, I like to have fun, almost to a fault sometimes, but I digress. Uh, They're also just one of those couples that's just so damn put together. They have this stunning house, this effortless style. They just have that thing about them, you know, like that it factor, whatever that it may be. Um, Anyways, joining me today on episode number two is my bud, Graham Smith. Hey, boy. Hey. How's it going? Good. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for doing this with me. Absolutely. Are you a little nervous? A little nervous. A little nervous. All good. It's fun, though. It's great. It's going to get more fun. Like... I feel like you give it five or 10 minutes and then like instantly noticeable difference. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Okay. So I have to put a little bit, I know I talked about this in the introduction, but I got to put a little bit more emphasis on, on your style. Cause it just kind of leads us into our first topic. All right, guys, Graham has a serious swag about him. Um, and you kind of always have, (laughs) you've got a great eye for design. In fact, he actually just was, we were just in my kitchen talking about how I could change my house up a little bit for not a lot of money and achieve my goals. But okay, I digress. Um, you also have just the way you dress. I, I can't tell you countless times I've been like, oh, dude, where'd you get that? I want to buy it for Steven. You've always had this killer closet. Even when we were poor and just had our first houses, you still had a killer closet. Like y'all, he had, you know, sh- like a space for all his shoes and all his hats. And, like they all had their perfect little spot and you could see what you were looking at. and it's that's unique for a dude. I mean, Stephen can be a hot mess express up there. Like it is not the same thing. So the other weekend, um, we were at Fermental. We're on there with the Smiths and it was, you know, Graham and I always, I feel like no matter what, I always find myself just shooting the shit with you. Like we can find ourselves engrossed in a conversation, but this particular time somehow, which are, is not our normal banter. We were talking about Henry David Thoreau and philosophy, which is not (laughs) where our conversation always goes, but it did that day um, because of something that you had, you were passionate about that you just started telling me about. So it was this whole concept of the Walden had started, you had heard about this book and living simply. So I want you to kind of take it from there. Like where, how did this moment that you were sharing with me then come to be? Sure. Well, first I'm flattered. Um, second of all, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, so, uh, a little bit of a new experience and, and it's odd for me, as you mentioned, I had the clothes and the hats and the things, and that was me. And it was, um, it could be a lot to others, um, and, and something to aspire to for other people. Right. Um, 
but I had um, I had a, a little bit of, of an awakening moment and it, it all started over the past couple months. I knew I could feel myself as I get older and, you know, wife, kids, house and all the things. And it just became um, very intense and a lot. Yeah. And I just I, I found myself not being able to keep up with everything. And um, that becomes a bit of a struggle. You know, it kind of wears on you. And I'd actually talked to Holly, my wife's uh, father in law and and through a couple of different situations. And, and he said something that was very basic, um, but kind of struck my attention. And he, he had said things are just made easier when they're simple. And that kind of stuck with me and I didn't know what to do with it. I um, kind of carried on and I was just starting to think about what can I get rid of what, what is unnecessary in my life? Like how, how do I, how do I simplify? And then, um, uh, probably two weeks later, we had some friends in town. They had rented a house at Wrightsville Beach and we show up to this house and they're, they're two good friends of ours. And first he stops me at the door and shows me the historic plaque on his beach house. And he's like, I just need you guys to see this. This is uh, my grandfather's best friend, designer architect on, Ooh, the, that part. on the historic plaque. And so it's very interesting. And and it's, um, it's a small house. It's an old house, Wrightsville Beach. It's not some you know, new multi-million dollar house. So you kind of has this vibe to it and, and you walk in and it was striking and it was striking. Now what a great word. Cause it's so true. It, it's so true. And, and you walk in and you realize how easy it was to be in there. And it was something that like really started to let my mind race and we're walking around the floors are the same color as the countertops and the, um, the walls are white, the cabinets are white and the hardware is black. And that's all there is. If there was something hanging on the wall, it was in a wooden frame that matched the countertops and the floors. The ceilings were open. It was all painted white. It was just little distraction. Like the distraction to the eye and the brain was just like calmed being in there. So I'm walking around and I'm, I'm just like, I, I said out loud, I was like, simple, simple, simple. And, uh, my buddy Cam, he's, he's, very well read and um, very knowledgeable. And he's, he's like, you, you've read Thoreau. And I was like, what do you like? I barely, <laughs> I barely got through hatchet in like sixth grade. Like I'm not a reader at all. And he knows this. And he was sort of shocked as he said it. And I looked at him and we had a moment of like pause and like, I, I had to start asking some questions and he explained, um, you know, Henry David Thoreau and, and Walden and what the book was about. So it was like, I couldn't wait to get home. I went straight into Walden and it just was that guidance that I didn't realize that I had after I'd talked to Holly's dad and what simplicity was and the meaning behind it and has kind of sent me down uh, a little bit of an adventure. I love that. So a couple things. What did you finish Walden? I have not finished it. Okay. I've actually continued to go backwards. Ooh, I like that. Which is interesting. Um, I started it with audio because again, I don't like to read. Fair, totally fine. Cam, my buddy, sent me um, sent me a book, and it's all it's all things Walden. It's it's his journals, his oh, it's wow. Walden itself. It's like everything that he's done published in in one book. So I've actually gone back um, and started like highlighting things in the chapters that have that, like, like really struck resonated with out you. and like where, cause when I was listening, I'm like, Oh man, I've done this before. I read these books for work and it's like, man, it's like, this is changing my path, but I have nothing to go back to. <laughs> and I'm very visual. And again, yeah. I'm, I'm not a reader. So like, I just, you know, 
um, felt like it was something that I needed to do. And he, he blessed me with that book. And I, so I came, came back to it and have just like kind that. of been diving back. So I've been taking my time with it. I haven't finished it, but like, I will say the first chapter of that book has, was enough to send me, you know, down, down Listen, this path. Since our conversation, I also bought the book. Um, I have not finished, but I bought it. That's step one, right? Step you one. got step one, I bought <laughs> it. One. Uh, I also want to backtrack because your father-in-law is such an incredible man. He is just lovely, like a great person. And I think when you're like, he said something so simple, but isn't that the best advice? It usually is just, it's not always that profound, but it just, it's what you need to hear in that moment. And it just really strikes a chord. It resonates with you. And you're like, dang, yeah. that really. It's all timing. It's, um, and, and, and just the, the like capacity to just simply understand and, and resonate in that time. And yes. it like, it really, really, really was, was, um, I was also a great feel like I need to post when I, when this episode comes out, somehow I'm going to post a picture or the link to this Wrightsville beach house because holy shit, like when you, you're telling me about it and I don't think I actually saw it until maybe two weeks later, I was at your house again and look at the link and I'm like, it's like even more stunning than, than you did it justice for. It's just, and I've been obsessed since then. I'm like looking around my house and I'm not, uh, guys, I'm not that far off from this house. That's not fair. Like that's not true, it's but I, it's goals, but that is my taste. Like that's my color palette. And I actually feel the same way as you. I get I feel like I cannot be my best self when there's too much distraction and too much stuff. People always think my house is really clean and that's not actually true. It's not that clean. I just don't like clutter. So I don't like a lot of stuff out. I don't want too many things on my walls. It messes with me. Like I can't focus and be the best mom I want to be. I can't uh, professionally move. I'm like, oh my gosh, I might get fixated on too much stuff being around. And one of my favorite things you said that day, you're like, Ash, I went into my, my truck. I had 10 pens in my truck. Who needs 10 pens? And I'm dying laughing. And I got my car to go home that day. I'm like, shit. I have like 20 pens in here. Why we don't need that? It's it's so easy to get caught up and 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 really that's what this whole book describes. And it almost goes like a little heavy sometimes. It's it's very it can be a little aggressive in the theory, but it does make you think in a real world scenario like what am what am I doing? What, I, am, I doing? what am I doing? Like why do I need this? I, I don't I don't. Um oh so God. it's been um it's been a very interesting adventure. I, like you said, I went through my truck. I like just started cleaning things out and I took 10 pens and made them one. And, you know, I've gone through, um, I've gone through my closet and I've got a capsule wardrobe, which was a very like, so I was going to, okay. So right. You started your truck. Cause I, I liked it too. You're like, I'm gonna start small. You started, you did your desk at your office. Yes. The closet had to be, whew, listen, I don't want to, you're a masculine dude. So I'm not trying to like give these female, typically female traits to you, but like, I feel like you would feel the same way about your closet that I might like, it's just, that seems like the last one I'd want to do. Yeah. Well, and, and like, so as, oh, also tell what a capsule closet is. Cause I, I actually didn't know that term until you, which I found that a lot of people did know it, but for those that don't share what a capsule capsule closet. Yeah. Is. So a, a capsule wardrobe is typically things in your closet that uh, look felt relatively similar. Um, in mine, I chose like three colors because I wasn't just going to go like white shirts, black pants. Right. Um, I tried to keep it as close to that as possible, but, um, I went through my closet. I've got a pair of casual shoes. I've got a pair of boots. I got a pair of work boots 
and my fishing boots. <laughs> and, 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 we like boots. We okay. like boots, apparently, as I'm saying this out loud. And a pair of flip-flops. So all, all things um, relative to, to what I need. And I, I'll step back. And, and part of the where I really hit the stride was, um, was when, I was, uh, when I was in the book. And it was just describing what humanity what what humanity really needs to survive right and it, like back in the day it was um it was food and shelter uh thoreau mentioned it was food shelter fuel and clothing Interesting. so he did describe this as an experiment for him so which made me feel comfortable that i could do this experiment and not get stuck in a way Absolutely. that i like have to live this way for like i've got to commit to it forever till the end of time it wasn't some boastful like you know, over-righteous explanation of someone's life and the way they changed it. It was like, I feel like I need to do this. So it was like kind of inspiring in that way. So I felt like I need to do this. So I just went through my, my wardrobe and it was harder. And, that, and I would say that's probably one of the large, like the most challenging things. You don't realize how hard it's going to be and how attached you are to your stuff. Your stuff. Yes. Um, and my clothes, I like the freedom to be able to wear all this stuff. I also stressed myself out to dress. So that was where I was like, man, I just, I hate getting dressed for this. I don't like getting dressed for this. And I had too many options. I mean, options are overstimulating. It's, oh, it's overstimulating. It's, I mean, it, it, you can create an internal disaster ever having too many choices. And um, I really thought hard about that. And like, although I did start small, that was probably one of the largest things, you know, that cha would change my day. If I had one less decision I had to make, if I just felt comfortable in what I knew I was going to put on versus like, Oh, well, maybe I'll try this out today. You know, everybody has this feeling yeah. to dress and everyone wants to feel good in what they wear, but um, it really does start how your day goes. Um, I think that's super relatable. I really do. I think that's, and also you just kind of transitioned to where I wanted to go without knowing it. Cause I, the concept of change, like I, just because you're doing this today doesn't mean I think in five years that you still have to have this exact, I think it's just, where you are right now in this time and place and you just changing. And I personally, well, I love this topic, but I hope to always be changing. Um, whether it's in my political beliefs, my social beliefs, just something silly ish, like a capsule closet. Like I just am always learning something new and wanting to grow from it. And I, I think a lot of times people are really close minded or, are not willing to change. Like I, how many times have you heard someone be like, I'm setting my ways and I'm too old to change. And like, screw that. No way. Like I, I want to be better than I was five years ago than I was 10 years, hopefully better than I was a month ago. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, especially if you know me, change is not something that I've liked. I like, I like what I like and I'm, I'm uh, pretty confident in those type things. Um, I struggle with it in my career. I struggle with it at home. Um, like most of my mentors at work and that's where I've had the most like change discussion, right? Cause no change in business is a recipe for failure. Um, totally. and then, but I've never transferred that to my personal life. Uh, I've stored, I've over the years adopted that and change is necessary as far as business is concerned. But, um, but as you grow older and your kids change and your just, your surroundings are constantly evolving. And if you don't change with it, then uh, I think you're, you're setting yourself up for some challenge. Um, I disagree. I, or I don't, excuse me. I totally I, agree. I think that it's just, I don't want to be the same person. Again, we met 12 years ago. We didn't have kids. We had just gotten married when I met you. I mean, I think within a month of me being married, I met you guys. So I just, I don't want to be the same person I was 
at 25. You know, I feel like I want to keep moving forward. Yes. And I think um, this is probably the most entertaining and sometimes comical for the outside perspective of from people that I know as they watch me <laughs> do these things. They're like, as I explained this to a couple people, they didn't say anything for, they just stared at me for like five minutes because they thought I had totally lost my mind because it's just never been in my nature. Well, that's why I was trying to set the stage for who you were or are just because I think, and, and, and Holly's the same way. I mean, you guys just always like look amazing, which that's not, that doesn't describe you as a couple, but that is just one of your things. Like she is also on point, has all, you know what I mean? Just put yes. together. So I think that, that I wanted to try to paint a picture so that this change seems as drastic as it was, but I was, very, very interested in our conversation today. I just loved it. Again, I came home, I bought the book. I couldn't wait to sit down and talk with you on this podcast about it. I just absolutely, I really loved it. Yeah. Well, and it's just easy. I mean, it's easy from a perspective of like, it's, it's easy to want to, to do the change. It's not as easy to actually change. Um, absolutely. And, but finding your own simple, right. This is like what I was saying earlier is like how, how, you know, Thoreau described, you know, food, shelter, fuel and clothing like that was what was deemed necessary in 1845 um compared to the modern day i'm just like kind of going down my own walden experiment of in what is it like right? what is it like yeah. for me in 2022 with a career you know a house and the kids and a wife and all the things and responsibilities. How do I create my own wallet? Even today? the social media of it all. You're like, I, I got rid of that, which I think, you know, of course I've had tons of friends. I'm sure you have two that have had this battle with social media and going on and off of it and what it does. And I, I do agree that it can affect our psyche and it's like a free moment. Actually, even this podcast, I was telling Graham this morning, um, I think I was telling you or I was telling Steven regardless that uh, instead of when I have a few free minutes now, instead of me mindlessly scrolling Instagram, um, jotting notes down for my next guest and I'm so excited and I'm passionate about something and it's taking me away from something mindless that I was gaining nothing from. Exactly. And that Like I've found myself looking at things that are more educating and inspiring versus like you know, a like laughing potato running down the street. <laughs> like it's like, why am I looking? What why am I, I even looking at this? Oh, I love that. I love that. That's it. Really. Um, again, now that we're talking about this, I think that book's calling my name. I'm gonna, I might bust that open later. Okay, I'm gonna shift gears big time. But everybody, go read the Walton. Let's let's report back, and I'm gonna post that house later. Um, okay, so Graham, y'all, he, if it's okay with you, can we, can we talk about this car accident? I should have asked that. Yeah, sure. Okay. Absolutely. Um, so this podcast, what I want it to be about are, is people's life experiences and what makes them who they are. And we all have plenty of those. Sometimes it's just a little minor event that takes us down a certain path, but Graham was in a really serious car accident. Uh, was it 2019, I want to say. That's right. It was about three years ago. Okay. I knew it was pre-COVID shenanigans. July 19. July 19. Um, so essentially Graham was in Myrtle Beach for work and had um, been to dinner and different things with his colleagues, um, had made a wise decision and got a sober ride home that evening back to their hotel. And they were hit head on by a drunk driver. It was on a highway, a head on collision. Yes. So listen, that's one of those moments that is just such an impact on you an impact on Holly, like it had an impact on me. Like, so, I mean, I, I sort of got to remember getting a call at, 
I don't know, I want to say 6.30 that morning um, from one of Holly's coworkers to let me know what had happened and then trying to piece together the details. And the details are what makes this story just incredible. Obviously he's here today, we're talking about it, but man, that was very intense. So I kind of want to, I want to hear the story. Like, I, I don't know, can we do it? Can we do the whole <laughs> yeah. thing as best yeah, we can? Yeah, yeah. But I also don't want this podcast to be four hours, but sure. I want to hear the story. Yes, we'll give you the, give you the, give you the cliff notes. Okay. Um, so, we were in Myrtle Beach, like you said. Um, we we'd had some dinner, made the right decision, got a sober ride home. Um, there was um, an individual that had made some poor choices and and decided to get behind the wheel. It was um, very intoxicated and hit us head on. Um, the impact of that um, was it was it was a heavy car accident. It was full speed, head to head. Um, there it's just it's one of those things there's things that you want to forget there's things that you remember i was curious um, what you remember right like that initial moment like were you do you the, were you unconscious like i don't know i wasn't i was unconscious we were all unconscious how many were in the car there was um a driver someone in the passenger seat and then three in the back um and the first thing i remember was the smell that oh, that just goodness. like you know electrical like that Actually, you know the airbags the like everything there's just an, a distinct uh you know if you've a, ever been in a car accident there's a terrible just, car accident. there's a distinct so smell that, it just took, I was like, Ooh, there is a distinct smell there's a very okay. distinct smell yeah. so that's the first thing i remember um we were all able surprisingly able to get out of the car on our own at the time and um i just remember my leg really hurting um i was in and out of kind of consciousness whether i was standing or not but I, and i don't really know how long we were out but we were all out for a little while when you got out of the car i'm sorry for interrupting you yeah. were, was there already like ems on the scene do you when i got out there was so okay. it was an i was out a long long enough time for responders to be there, to be there that i remember that i remember right um and I, I remember my leg hurting um i remember you know after that type of impact it's tough to remember a lot of things um but they are asking me phone numbers of people to call of course holly's number was the first that i remembered um and i gave them that she sleeps like a lion so there was there she's not waking up for a phone call Honestly, though, my phone i it doesn't even ring in the middle of the night which i need to every time i think about this i'm like i need to fix that setting like it doesn't even you call me at 11 p.m. even like it's it's not right yeah it's i'm not it's i'm like not that, i'm not answering hours, right, right. Luckily enough, um, she, she does wake up early to go to the gym at like four 30, but I did the, my, my sister's number is very easy because it's like three numbers in repetition. Okay. Um, so it's easy to remember. And that was the only other number I can remember. Of course, my, my trusty sister answers the phone and, um, was able to get a hold of Holly. She, my sister lives across the street. Yeah, um, that's an important detail. It is important detail. <laughs> um, so they're uh, they were able to get together, and all of a sudden, you know, before I know it, I've got people from work and at the hospital with me, which is you know an in and out experience. But um, that you know, how I was able to show up that that morning, um, and okay. and then and then it kind of goes from there, from a you know a hospital experience, which some people are. You so know, Holly kinda, gets woken up. Did your sister rings the doorbell at Holly's house? Yes. To tell her because Holly and I would be the exact same way. And I'm sure a ton of these listeners would be the same way. Like my phone's not ringing. 
So that's scary in itself. Her phone, you know, the doorbell's ringing in the middle of the night. It's your sister, grabs in an accident. But at least I think at that point, Becca had heard your voice. So we, I hate, it's crazy to even say this, but we know you're alive. Like, right. Because it's, y'all, if you would see pictures of this accident, it's just wild. So Holly takes off straight from Myrtle Beach. Yes. Um, now, were all of you guys at the same hospital? Everybody that was at that? We were all except for one. The the the, the least injured at the time ended up going to um, another hospital in town. But um, every mostly everyone who was seriously injured ended up at the same place. So she gets to the hospital. How long were you at the, that hospital? Because I'm trying to remember when you came home. Like, how long did they keep you there? I want to say, I think it was two was two okay. days two to yeah, three days okay and tell uh, what were the injuries that you ended up leaving with so i i mean obviously i had multiple cuts and bruises um and uh my shoulder was was kind of impacted a little bit but then i had broken my pelvis which was um you know is a uh, recoverable injury but it is not a quick uh quick recovery when um did you learn how long into this process did you learn that the driver that hit you guys was intoxicated? Um, I think we knew that like it, fair, fairly quickly. Okay. Yeah. I think that that was a, and he a was detail. apparently extremely intoxicated. Yes. He was extremely, yes. So I think another detail that really just gave me a chill because I think life is so, and I still don't know if we know why this happened to you guys. Like I always think there's a why and lessons learned and, but they were in a, so they have this driver taking them home and they, did you miss the exit? Like you're going to a hotel. So you missed that hotel exit into the way I understood you guys had to get back on the highway to go backwards, to go get off the right exit. So you're now, and then this driver was driving the wrong way, the wrong way. So we had, we had slowed down just to get our bearings of where we were going to take the next turn. And then it was just, it was moments after that, that, I mean, it was, it was already happening before we knew it had happened. Like he had been um, driving the wrong way down the highway. Yes. Like, yeah, oh, for, for a ways, for probably two miles or so. Is there like an anger? I, you know, what I, I, I'm trying to, like, you're like, okay, I'm I'm okay. I mean, I know you guys are all hurt, but you're all alive. Um, You have a long road ahead of you to recovery, but so is there like this, it's okay, everything's going to be fine because we're okay, or is there an anger right there? Like, what the hell, dude? Like, I mean. um, There's a timeline of change in emotions there. Sure. Um, at, at first, yeah, of course it's, you know, why, you know, why would you do this? Right. Um, and then there's sort of the forgiveness period and everybody makes mistakes and then there, and then you're, you've been, you've been sat down for six months and haven't walked. And then at some point there's again, you know, the anger. So it was sort of a, um, cycle, of emotions Absolutely. reoccurring that um, that you kind of have to deal with, and I and I'd say that that was the hardest part for me. I'm very active. I've loved to surf my whole life, and I've been I've played sports. And to have to sit in a seat was the most mentally torturing. I think part of the whole experience more than the broken. The pain is fine, right? I mean, they they make things for that, you know. <laughs> so yes, they do. So <laughs> all that was somewhat manageable. It was the um, it was the emotional side. It was the um, watching my family have to take care of me and survive sort of without me and for me um, for a long period of time. That was really the hardest part. I'm a little choked up, man. Like, I'm ooh, ooh, coming to see you. Um, I remember taking you to a doctor's appointment in Hollywood. And it, it was hard 
to watch. I think you're you're just a big dude, strong. Like you're just the fatherly figure, this great husband, and to see you just like laid out, posted up, and and you didn't do it. You know, like you made the right choices, you did the right things, and that was that was really. I'm not to make it about me, but that was hard to watch. Look at me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think that was. Yeah, that was such a moment. And Holly, God bless her. She's so amazing. She and was, she was just I mean, like, we're going to do this. And, but also to see the people rally around you. So, so that's the thing. I mean, between my coworkers and my family and people that I didn't know, I mean, you know, it's just all of a sudden when, when something happens to you like that and you um, become a different version of yourself by, um, you know, not, not your own choice. Uh, you know, the, greatest thing about it was seeing the love and the compassion and the Absolutely. help and the meal trains and the prayers and everything that went along with it, um, gave me a different perspective. And it was, it was a healthy perspective. It, it kind of goes along with the Walden piece, right? It's like this, like altering, um, you know, version of yourself that you kind of come into because someone else showed you something well, that you you're, couldn't have you're seen You're going to forever be different, you know? All right, man. I do. I think this is just such, such a crazy moment. I think that it has really shaped you. And I, if it's okay, I have just one more question that might be a little intense, but do you feel like you have any like PTSD from this car accident? Like you've, did you get in the car after or go to leave your family after or have any moments where you're like, oh shit, is something going to happen? Sure. I mean, it's always in the back of your mind. Um, I was actually in Myrtle Beach again recently and um, it's similar situation, right? I mean, life has to go on. You can't not go out to dinner and you can't not have a good time and go have a couple of drinks and be yourself. You know, I mean, you can't, you're not going to like um, change everything about that situation for the rest of your life. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, even recently, just like seatbelts and every person has their own seat, like not piling people in a car and, you know, just all the things that we you've probably done and I've done over and over and over and over again. Um, I guess I like to be in control too. So this is a little bit natural for me. I'm just like, this is something that I can control. And I'm, if I can impress some safety upon myself and others, you know, uh, I, you know, will for sure. Um, I don't, I, there's nothing that's like striking and like, I don't have like night terrors. And I mean, there, there, there was, a, there was a period of time, you know, there okay. was like, I mean, yeah. I mean, things run into your head again, when you're sitting there for a long time, you think a lot, you sleep, you know, there's things like that, that go through your mind and, and don't change time heals all right. Time. I mean, uh, so the the, there is, there is, uh, there is something to that, that I think has been healthy over, over time that, is now you take the benefits of the situation and you use them to the way you live your life and you treat your family and the time you spend together and all of these things again kind of come together of the priorities of you know of what you want and why you should simplify the simplification is to be with my family the car accident not being able to walk of not being able to play in the yard with my kids and like you know you begin to I love take that. advantage yeah. and reflect on that and sort of work some change into your daily and weekly day -day. life. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's amazing. And you do have such a sweet family. And I think that's great to just be able to appreciate more so those moments because you know what it was like when you didn't get to have those. 
Yeah. And just to think about how, I mean, it, it's, it's hard to think, well, what if I, what if I didn't make it right? Like, what if, what if it was a, an extreme, there, an right? extreme conclusion or, you know, and it, it it's, um, yeah, you, you don't want to go there, but you do. And then it all, but that's kind of, that's kind of the perspective that you gain. And yeah. it's, um, it's a grueling, uh, reality sometimes. Um, and life's crazy, man. I mean, we, we all go through things and see things. And I think some of it's being awoken to the intent and why it may or may not have happened or, you know, and just turn it into a positive thing, which I really have a hard time with too, because I'm just not generally um, a positive person. I see things for what they are. And I, I you know, yeah, I'm, a re I'm a realist sometimes I've almost to a fault. I've heard you say that a few times. And wait, we're about to go off script for just a quick second, but I have heard <laughs> you say that. And you would hop, like we've had this conversation, and I mean I can't tell you who you are, who's, but I think you see yourself differently than I see you. Like I don't find you to be pessimistic or not. But I mean I genuinely, not to like toot your horn too much right here, but I love hanging out with you. I love your company, and and I like to surround myself with positive people that are going to uplift me in some way, and you do that. So I don't know why you see yourself. Sure. Well, this is some of the internal battle. I mean, this is, you know, um, I, I just kind of see things for what they are. I'm very spoken. I don't really hold back my thoughts. I wear my heart on my sleeve and maybe, great. and maybe that's part of it. Right. I don't sugarcoat really much. And I think to a lot of people, um, and myself, I see that as being maybe more negative than positive. Um, when actually, I think, I mean, I think it is a good thing. Uh, I think a lot of that comes from my career and how I operate work, right? People are different at work than they are at home. And, you know, you try to explain oh, yeah, if, sure. if you could meet with five people and ask, like, how do you work at home and how do you, how do you <laughs> work at work? I think you would probably get two different people. Yeah. Um, and, I agree and with that. you know, and I'm, I'm less of a risk taker than I used to be. And, uh, you know, and it, there's, um, you know, it's just interesting who, who you become in different angles become. and corners of your life. So. so you said something there. You're like, we can't, you know, I couldn't change my life completely like you still have to go out you still have to have fun wow. and it made me think about our friendship and you know how we vibe so well i think I, I, okay do you not think it's very i don't want to say difficult that makes it sound worse than it is and i don't want anyone listening to this to be like wait do they not like me the same way but i think it's it's harder to find couple friends where the husbands arrive together the wife the wives vibe and then also you and i have our own friendship and holly and steven have like a great friendship like that is unique right it's very very unique i mean i you never know who you're gonna run into right holly and i bought this house and it was our first house um and we didn't know anybody in the neighborhood and all of a sudden holly and john next door and you guys and then um and and the terrence and everybody's like all right there and related and friends and all of a sudden we just had this network that has never dissolved we've always we, we are the same, even though we don't live in the same, we've all kind of moved on from life and, and, you know, gone in different directions as far as careers and the side of town, but we're all still friends. We so all still see each other all the time. We, okay. So the, the Terrence, the Smiths, oh wait, maybe I should name drop everybody, but like, yeah. okay. So there's yeah, like yeah. these couple couple who, uh, we all built our houses on the same street together in this lovely little neighborhood. We, I mean, one of the okay whatever the Terrence are my sister-in-law and brother-in-law and they were already married but the rest of us we got married within two months of each other we ended up having children together like all of our daughters are within two weeks of each other and that I mean girl, that's like kind of incredible and but I also don't think that's what made us friends if that makes sense like we already 
well, of course, living by each other did. That's how I met you. But I don't think the rest of the things had anything to do with it. We just vibed. And I love that. Yeah, I think it shows our similarities. We were all in the same place at, yeah. at, at the right time in our lives together. Um, and it showed. I mean, we all spent, I mean, we had open door policy. If I needed like catch up, I could just <laughs> open your front door and like wave and not say anything and go grab some catch up and and get out and everything's it. fine, right? It was, it was, I think it was too, awesome. One thing I love about you and Holly and I, Steve and I kind of try to be the same and I know Holly and John, I just, of course we're parents and we all love being parents. I think we're great parents, but that's not, I don't always want that to just completely define me or be who I am. Like we are still able to just have fun and be ourselves. And I don't know, maybe not everyone will agree with that, but I love that about y'all. Like we can, I'm not, I don't always just want to be Trip and Lucy's mom, if that makes sense. Even though that's like my greatest accomplishment, I still want to be me and have some fun. And you guys are some of the couples I can do that with. Sure. I think I see um, parents that do absorb themselves and their kids too much and they do, they lose their identity a little bit. And it's, yes. um, it's, you know, it's hard because it's like all of a sudden they're not who you're used to seeing and who they were, right? And who you love and enjoy. And we've really tried and really not i mean honestly i, I don't think you were really trying. trying i don't know that i was really trying I, <laughs> we like happened. we really even even our house like i want my house to look like i don't have kids and i and, yes. I, and i and i kill myself over it sometimes like i'm like all the time just picking up and trying to tell my kids to clean and this and that but it's uh i, I don't i didn't i don't want to run a daycare at my home i want to be my self and my family yes. and i want them to be who they are and you know there's i think there's something refreshing to everyone being themselves in the house and and just enjoying each other for who we are yes. and not losing who we and are. And I think it's person. okay, right? It doesn't mean I like I'm like again, we are I fantastic parents and we love our kids and I don't think it speaks to that. It's just who I wanted to be. Like I just always I can't I don't want to ever lose myself, which and Holly does, you know, keeping us working, keeping me going out with my friends, doing date nights, like all those things makes me a better mom and a parent at the end of the day too, you know? Yeah. So I, I mean, I ha actually had some interesting thoughts about this randomly, even over the past week of like a lot of life and what I've tried to overcome where I've found myself is being selfish about a lot of things. Right. So I, like, it's a balance of how do you remain yourself, but also be a great parent, but how do you intentionally be selfish sometimes versus knowing you got to step back and be a dad or a mom Absolutely. or a couple. Um, and it, it's, it's an I interesting balance. I think you're doing it well. I'm just, Thank I'm not you. just saying that I really, I, I know you guys pretty well. Thank you. I do think you're, you're crushing that part. All right. So do you have one more kind of funny question? Oh, I don't know if that's funny. I love your marriage. I just, I adore you and Holly and I love you guys together. And I think I just talked about that. Even being couple friends and, it's just interesting getting to this phase. We've all been married a long time. We know all of these young kids and life is happening, but I think you guys have kept it together and kept your marriage on point. Um, and I do like, is Holly always so cool? I, I that's the first thing I want to ask. Like, is she really always just, she really... just that? Oh wait, no one can see me. I'm doing this like middle line move. Like she's just happy and good and calm and cool. I think the best, uh, word to describe Holly is consistent in her like, oh, like emotional well-being and who she is and she doesn't falter she knows who she is and she really is that cool I, and I don't know that I, even in um some of the previous discussion I don't know that I've given her enough credit I mean she really always has been like the rock and she because she's she's always just who she is 
Right. I, like obviously from, from hearing me, like I'm like on this emotional, <laughs> like roller coaster of trying to like find myself. And sh- I like, I, I think she's always known who she was. And I think it's extremely clear, which is, I think why people are so drawn to her and, and why she is who she is. That is a thing about her. And I was trying to, I use that it factor, which is so cheesy, but people are just drawn to her. And, but I do think you guys have a good yin and a yang and Steven and I do too. And I think you and I are probably a little bit more similar and all. I mean, that's part of why Steven and Holly bond so well. I mean, yes. you can't have us all, but we bring some fun to it and some spunk and exactly. you gotta have a little emotion yeah. here and there, but those two are just even keeled and calm, cool, collected. The, ba- the balance is key. I mean, you know, we, it would, if Holly and I were both super consistent and like, <laughs> it'd be so boring, but the fact that there's a little dynamic there and some opposite, um, it, it, it's, it, I think it creates a great situation for our I family. I said this in my moment, Stephen. I'm like, I'm always bringing something new to the table, like for better or for worse. Like, Never know what you're going to get. <laughs> Coming home on a Thursday, he's like, oh shit, what am I walking into today? Exactly. What do you think, like, I don't want to go too far deep in this, but again, just about your marriage. Like if you're, oh, that's that might put you on the spot. But if you're going to give somebody some words of advice, some wisdom, because I do think you guys are doing it very well. Like, what would you say? Man, I mean, Holly and I have always just gone back to the fact that we're just friends, you know? And I know it sounds like cliche and cheesy and like never go to bed angry. Like that's, that's probably taking it a little too far. I've definitely gone to to bed (laughs) mad angry. Um, But we're just always down to do anything. If one wants to go, I'm in. If I want to go, she's in. It, It doesn't matter whether it's, going on the boat or, you know, just it, Go, like going out of the go. country or wherever. It's like, I'll bring you and the kids or going to come with me. Do you want to come with me? Like, yeah, I mean, absolutely. There's nothing that we can't involve each other in. Those are best we, friends. We, I like, can see need. it. You guys like exude this. I, I mean, you can just visibly see it with you too. And I love that. We don't really need the space. Like I'd like, if I have space, I want her in it. Right. And I think we're That's both kind of the same, you know, the yeah. same and we just enjoy each other's company and we can, we, because we are opposites, we can be, you know, hard on each other sometimes, but, uh, but it's, again, it's what makes it interesting and, and keeps the love alive. But we are, I'd say we're no different today than when we met when we were younger yeah. and we met really young. We got, I mean, I was still in college when we got married. Wait, not when you got married. Or when, when we got engaged, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. When we got engaged, I was still in college, um, but we got married shortly, shortly after I graduated. We're young and in love, and I'm young and in love, and ready to take an adventure. So, all right. So, if I okay, knowing what this podcast is about, and I've interviewed well, Stephen, episode zero, uh, Tabitha, and you. If I, if there's somebody that you know from your life, I if, if I know them or I don't, who do you think would be like a good guest on my show? So as we spoke earlier, I like have, I had a list of people. Um, I like a list for, for, for different reasons. I, I would, I think for, uh, for this podcast and, and what it's about, I, I feel like, or in where it's going. And this is probably me as maybe a surprise to them, but, uh, our friend Elise. Okay. She is of a different mind than most of us. <laughs> Um, I like a and I mind. mean that in the best way possible. Like you don't ever know what you're going to get when you speak to her. You can't predict what she's going to say. You can't predict where she's going to go. Right. She's always in for everything. And I feel like she gives a perspective on life and situations and fun that I, is unlike anybody else I've really ever met. Um, I like that. And what a compliment, you know? 
yeah, I mean, it's just, it's awesome. It's, it's refreshing, right? It's whereas like you and I are, we're like, I got to like write it down. We're talking about like highlighting tasks lists, right? <laughs> like I just, you know, I just, that's the way I think. And she's couldn't be any more the opposite of that. I think, I think for the, for the better and, um, and, and other discussions we've had a reason to let go a little bit more and be more yeah. like that. I, I've, I find her very refreshing and, you know, and I'm it takes a minute to like okay. understand what she's Elise, even, but I don't know Elise like that, you know? Right. And I also feel like I just grouped them. I was like, Aaron and Elise, Aaron, and, like they, I feel like their names are just like in a group, which is cute. Yes. But, and, and Aaron's my friend. Like I've known Aaron, you know, obviously before. I've only known her. them together. Yes. And, and I just find her very refreshing. And this, I, I just live on a cloud of question marks when I have a conversation <laughs> with her because I don't know what's going to happen. And it's so this. great. When I asked you to do this, I mean, again, like you're the second person I asked to do this. What did you think? I thought, I, I, I mean, I, I just may not be that interesting. I, you know, it's, it's hard to like look at, this is my story a little bit and it's stuff that shaped me. That, that is a popular opinion. The people I've asked so far, if they would be on this podcast, are like, why are you want to hear from me? I'm not everyone, which if you think you're interesting, maybe that's a problem, you know? Well, that could be part of it. Right. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. It's, it's something I've lived and discussed and been through and it just, you know, it's no, it's, I guess it's natural to me, but I, I really appreciate the fact that you thought I that it might be interesting. I appreciate you doing this with me. And this is fun. This I want so to keep fun. going, but we can't keep going. Yes. I want people to listen. So if it's like two hours long, no one's going to listen. Absolutely. Um, guys, thank you for joining us today. Graham, thank you for being here with me. Um, shoot me some feedback. And again, I'm really excited where this is headed. Thanks y'all. Bye-bye.